smell something? Put that cookie down! Hello and welcome to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm Shane. I'm Josh. We're filmmakers, we're fans, and we are flu-riddled, or at least I am, kind of. Not exactly the flu, but... We're Josh, dying here. <laughs> we, we, well, well, Josh was dead. He's successfully brought back, um, but the witch doctor has cursed me in, in yeah. response. For, like, I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm being ripped off here. Uh, if anyone has any witch doctor recommendations, send them through to at Picture Rangers on Twitter and or Instagram. Uh, yes, through Gmail, give us questions <laughs> as well. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Chancellor is away this week because it is his birthday. Um, so he's having celebrations and fun times and happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that still under copyright? Probably. I just want to only sign that a little bit. Um, but, uh, to replace him is Zane C. Weber. What a surprise. <laughs> Zane is here. <laughs> is this like a consec, is this like a string of like eight episodes you've now? No, no. The two last ones were just you and Chanster. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yes, it's been a lot few. I'm being a few. You were you were the fourth pick. You were the honorary fourth picture ranger. Yes, I am the producer, uninformed our, one. Yeah. <laughs> You're the most informed. We'll get we'll get you a shirt because you can get merch that's available on T Public. Um, I'll make the dude, merch and yeah. upload it for me to buy. Uh, um, but, uh, we are talking uh, underrated actress. Uh, this was your suggestion, wasn't it, Zane? Yes. Well, I said. Maybe we could talk about a specific actor or and actress. Um, and then I suggested I would love to talk about Christina Ricci because she's like constantly underrated and has yep. been for a long time. In That's what I was going to ask because I wanted to know who like, picked her specifically. Like, I mean, like, I'd, I'd seen her in stuff and I noticed, but you told me you'd put a couple of suggestions at the top of my list and I watched them this week. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll segue into that before we talk about the main topic. Is We ask, what have you been watching? And uh, Zane, what have you been I've watching? I've been watching... Week? Christina Ricci thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I rewatched Adam's Family, Adam's Family Values, mm-hmm. and then the and then Monster, Black Snake Moan, and the Lizzie Borden Chronicles. Whew. Oh, that's great. Lizzie Borden Chronicles suffers for writing, I think. Yeah. Oh, not just the <laughs> and writing. Style. Yeah, I, 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 I took a look at the pilot, um, and it's Every time she goes to do like a murder or something, the camera just gets like really shaky, and they 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 rack focus back and forth like over and over again, and it, yeah. and it was just like it was just a weird. I get that they're trying to go for like a stylistic badassery, but it's really I don't know. And the music's like off-putting country punk fusion. Yeah, it's, it's it's just uh, doesn't right. quite fit what I wanted from that show. I mean, I I watched it all the way through. <laughs> oh, really? I did. Um, because I wanted to do my research, and it's not just Christina Ricci that suffers in that one. Like there are some really good actors that just are really well, the, underused. The sister character, she's a really great actress from Veep. She's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I and really oh, well, and then Carnival before that, she was great. Oh, really, I yeah. haven't seen that show yet. It's it's a really it's really disappointing because it's a great show that just ends on a giant cliffhanger. Like Alpha, oh no! So you you might not like Alphas, but Alphas was a show that literally like it was basically like an X Men esque people with powers, but they were like really unique, biologically almost plausible powers. And second season ended on this giant, potentially world ending cliffhanger, and then it got canned. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, kind of. I was kind of like, is it real or is it fake? And what is is it? supernatural and then it's like i thought there was it was like telekinetic people and shit like that yes but then the the big overarching story is like is this person jesus or satan oh wow and then something big happens at the end and then never comes back (laughs) oh okay right fair (laughs) enough uh what have you been watching josh oh i've been watching uh i'll mention a lot of movies, but I've been binge watched Queer Eye because I needed season two or, or one and two. Uh season two because I watched season I binge season one a couple of weeks ago, and then I needed to watch season two. And ah uh, yes, just I just needed that time that break, and it was just I love it. So it's Aww. it's such an emotional show. <laughs> it is such an emotional. See, the first episode back is really mm. kind of hard. Like I mean, they go for it, they go for the tears, mm. but they actually because like a, a it's a black woman. Is right. is yeah. this subject? It's their first religious, woman and a like, religious yeah. black woman, and they kind of address some things there. So it, it was it was it's good. No, I really enjoyed the show. Just it's it's a good like 
it's just a good relaxing show, but you still engage with like the emotions and what's going on, and then you just fall in love with every single person that they bring out, and it's just pure joy. Um, what I also watched was a musical, Chicago. I finally watched Chicago for the first time. For the first time, what? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it I've... won an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> but we're saying that see, my musical knowledge is like, film snobs thought it didn't deserve the Oscar. It might. There's not a know. lot of overrated. It's, a, it's a really good. It's a really compared good movie. To, compared really good movie. to the one that everyone thought that it should have won is the pianist. So like, a Roman Polanski can fuck off. B that's yeah. really it's like. It's like the budget Schindler's List. Um, yes, sure. Like, like it does all. Like, it literally does like shot for shot moments from Schindler's List. And I'm like, you're not adding to anything that's been said before. It's just repeating. To be fair, Chicago didn't do anything that hadn't been done before. In the edit, it did. Yeah, well, that's that. Like, edit's amazing. It just transferred some onto screen. But it, the way it did it, because most musicals, like the idea of the musical I'm numbers. I'm not arguing with you. No, no, but I'm just saying like. I like Because the thing that was like revolutionary with Chicago is that the musical numbers are all in her head. And that I was going to say. Never like It's all before. in her mind. Musical and in that, her mind type thing. that was probably the big cue for things like Scrubs to then go and take which everyone cites Scrubs yeah. as being this revolutionary musical episode. And it's like, well, no, Chicago is, did it like just before um, you guys. But also, John C. Riley, the I feel so bad for him. Yeah, <laughs> and I love a good Richard Gere, like snobby lawyer <laughs> since Primal Fear. So <laughs> the, the 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 they both reach for the gun number is one of my so favorites, good. and Christine Baranski just yep. understandable. <laughs> yeah, I, it's so yeah. good. And um, Catherine Zeta-Jones, like she did that when she was pregnant <laughs> as well, like doing all her own dance numbers. I really respected that. Yeah, so, that yeah. Cool. Well, Catherine Zeta's legit talent, whereas Renee Zellweger was kind of like, oh, mm. but she kind of she did it. Like, yeah, yeah, she pulled it off, but it was like she hadn't done anything before yeah. that. It's kind of like a Nicole Kidman in Moulin Rouge story. They they were trained for that film, yeah, and then pulled it off. She's like, a she's a bit. I, I airy, think, they, I, I think bit there were hard. better people for it than Renee Zellweger. Okay. But I think that's perfect for a character because you you don't you're not meant to really full you know she actually did the crime. She's a bit ditzy, a bit airy, and you're not really yeah. meant to respect her. And I felt it sort of came Again, through in her performance. She did fine, and I love the movie. Fine. <laughs> 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 is on the F. Um, I just I just really dislike not not casting like Queen Latifah did. Great. Oh yeah, Queen Latifah is amazing. But still, there are a whole bunch of like actual Broadway. People that could yeah, have of course, cast, yeah, you could really wouldn't have been a name, been more engaging. Yeah, um, and finally, for just for this week, uh, I watched Incredibles two because I mentioned last time I watched Incredibles and was amping up to watch Incredibles two. I uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know where I waited against the first movie um, in terms of like technical, like animation and everything. Like it's brilliant and Foxy's the first, but like that's just because of the times. In terms of story, I like the extension of where the story is going. Um, and the decision to start immediately after the first mm, one was really smart. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, and my screening actually had the um, photosensitive warning at the beginning. It actually oh, did cool. decide yeah. to do it. So I think they've done it since there was yeah. the big outrage um, about yeah, it. Yeah, because it was interesting to note that you two didn't have it. And yeah, so I enjoyed it. Um, don't really need to add too much more to it since our last discussion. So that's me. What have you been watching? Um, I've been watching. You, that's perfect. Chance start. That's how you do it. Um, <laughs> I I have been on my Christina Ricci thing. I've been sick as a dog. So I just kind of like sat down and just watched Christina Ricci stuff. Um, I watched Monster for the first time. And mm-hmm. right. I also didn't know it was a queer film. Like it's a. It's a, yeah. it's a good, I mean, tragic, but really good well, queer film. Um, that's queer, <laughs> queer film. Yeah. Before 101. Three years ago, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and still kind of, <laughs> if you've seen the trailer for Boy Erased. I'm sorry, but Love, Simon exists now. Yeah. So. But then they're doing, <laughs> they're doing the, we've literally yeah. got, so there's a movie called The Miseducation of Cameron Post and mm-hmm. Boy Erased, which are both yeah. conversion camp dramas. And you're just like, oh, uh, like I say that as I'm writing something along a similar line, <laughs> but I'm using genre. Mm. Um, so there. So I'm there. excited to see the miseducation of Cameron Poster because I like Desiree. Okay, uh, I, I'm, I'm iffy on it. I'll see mm. how it goes. Mm. Like I, 
I'll see it mm. because support queer film, but yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very wary. And that's fair. Yeah. Boy Erased is a little less because it's like s- straight people doing how important dramas about like it just. Oh, okay. So that kind of thing. Mm. But um, anyway, I watched uh, a movie that you've been telling me to watch since forever, Zane. Uh, Black Snake Moan. Correct. It's a good movie. Mm. It's such a, it's such a unique movie. I don't think I've ever seen something quite like that. Honestly, yeah. I don't know if I personally like connect with a lot of it, but I can appreciate it from watching it as just this is like if you want a a very a movie with a, a tremendous amount of specificity, Black Snake Moan is it. It has such a voice. Um Samuel L. Jackson can sing like yeah. and play like holy crap. Um and Christina Ricci's performance in that is nuts. It's- well that that is that was kind of her breaking out of what she had been pigeonholed in her child. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, I watched um, In and Out, the Kevin Klein movie, <laughs> Frank Oz. It's good. Yeah, like, it's I mean, it, it leans into a lot of cliches, but it never does them. But it's at, also that's kind of the point of that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the whole Barbara Streisand thing. Like, yeah. can you, like. I, I I actually like I never felt upset. It, like a lot of people have kind of in retrospect gone, oh, and it just leans on cliches and he's gay without being gay. I'm like, but the, the tone of the movie, like you listen to the score that's going on behind it. There's no point at which this movie is trying to be a grounded, realistic, gritty, no, no, no. coming out story. It's this outrageous, silly, yeah, fun, silly. happy thing. And the comedy, like I, I was really picking up on what Chancellor says about how Frank Oz edits for reactions especially on that he does some really mm-hmm. great yeah, really great really great stuff but in and out's actually a lot of fun and has some really great yeah. jokes i watched the lizzie borden chronicles like i said um and i've been still watching the office and i'm up to the season where michael leaves mm. and that is one of the best constructions of a character leaving because it was set up so long ago and yeah. so um deeply felt then that you Completely out on two. I've been watching the office. Well. Yeah, it you completely buy why he goes. Yeah. And Holly and Mike, like everyone talks about Jim and Pam being the ultimate story. Holly and Michael. Holly and mm-hmm. Michael are Holly you know, Michael. when she enters and Holly she, and Michael are perfect for each other. That's, They're pure. That's the thing. Jim and Pam, it's 80% Jim, 20% Pam. Like Jim is in the office, Jim is like the perfect. <laughs> the perfect romantic person that everyone would want. Yeah. And Pam mm-hmm. is legitimately, she gets called out in the final episode where the, the documentary is released and they have like talking to audience that have watched the documentary. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. Mm. Oh, and, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So I won't, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but like Jim and Pam, it's mostly Jim just doing the perfect things and being there for regular woman Pam who has yeah. the same hang-ups and whatever that everyone else does. Mm. But, yeah, Jim and Holly. Uh, sorry, Michael, Michael and Holly. Are are like, because they're both weirdos. Yeah, like yeah. when they just both start doing the voice, you just, like your heart melts. <laughs> it's so, because that's like the whole thing about like find the person who gets you. Like it just even more. episode when they have. Um, like all the different branches come out for that picnic thing, and then they're doing yeah. the song. And then yeah, like, <laughs> I um, I, I, season seven for me, I think is so far the best one. They had a really great, just every episode is like hilarious, and they've got Zach Woods from Silicon Valley is mm-hmm. in it for that season. It's season seven yeah, to he, me. Is, he comes into season six or something as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, when they get bought by Sab- Sabre. Oh yeah, he's, <laughs> he's Sabre. The rest of it. Sabre. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. I love it, and I I also really love um Ed Helms way more than I used to because I didn't I didn't get the Ed Helms <laughs> thing. He just felt like an he felt like the the home brand Jason Reitman. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, no, no, Jason Reitman, Jason Bateman. Sorry, he felt like the home brand. Like we can't get Jason Bateman. Let's get yes. Ed Helms. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, you know, he's a bit grating when he's introduced in the office, but then yeah. he comes into his own. Like, yeah, after yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Because, because like, again, he's... he gets weirder. Like when he's mm. first introduced, he's, yeah. he's kind of like, oh. I'm going to impress Michael and be a douche. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what I love about the show is how much it cares about all of their characters, yeah. like all of them, even the mean <laughs> ones. And it gives you, like, it... Angela. <laughs> Yeah, even Angela <laughs> has Angela. her moments yeah. of awesomeness. Oh, wait for the end. Wait for the end. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so we'll go back into our main topic. So what makes an underrated actor? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have I have opinion. You have opinions? Let, let's hear yeah. them. I think usually it's a pigeonhole, like an, an actor being typed and then being unable to get work outside of that type. Um 
using the uh, the example of Chris Christina Ricci, like she was always that because she has those big eyes, she always looks giant, like giant eyes, <laughs> and so she, they always play for that kind of like, oh no, what's going on, sort of girl. Um, what's odd is when I, she's I a kid, her eyes don't look that big. Yeah. But then, oh. and then she, no, 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 she grows like, out of it. You look Adam's family well, values. Like- kind of. But that's when they m- make her up like that. I was watching her in like interviews and stuff when she was nine. I was watching like her do interviews at yeah, different yeah. ages. And her eyes look way more normal size because you're, apparently your eyes, once they're, you're there, like they don't change size. No, no. And so her eyes were huge then, but it fit the body. I don't know. And then as she got older, it was like, mm. what? But there's mm. a, like, oh, there's a whole. <laughs> There's a whole casting type of women with big eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was really played up on in what was that movie about? You've got like a time on your arm, and you can trade. Oh, in time, time. in time. Yeah, is that the just, Justin Timberlake one? Yeah, yeah. And like his, the, like the bad guy's wife and daughter and granddaughter were like all having these big eyes. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so underrated. Like, I think it's someone who constantly does good work, but just for whatever reason doesn't break into like the A list. Yeah, the main got, mold of what expectations. I got it here. Are. It's sort of typically when there's like an otherwise like a really average to competent role. Like, it's not a great. You're not being given, like, you know, death of a salesman. You're being given like <laughs> something middling, and then the actor in it always does really well, mm. but because the work around it is very average, they're not going to get noticed as often. So it's not or not all, like, I mean, it can, it's often about the typecasting, but it can also just be they're always really good, but the projects they're in aren't that great. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, a good actor, to be underrated, needs to do good work, but good work relies on writing, direction, and editing yeah. to yeah. kind of showcase that as well. It's not a yeah. solo process, no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the actor can usually be like a secondary player to like a really big performance centric movie where you've got like someone like Meryl Streep or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And I mean, she's going to like tear the scenery up and you're probably going to go unnoticed. But Meryl Streep more than someone like Tom Cruise really gives a lot back to the actors around them. I agree. Them. I agree. Some, I'm trying to think of like, um, uh, like, I love him to pieces, don't get me wrong, but Daniel Day-Lewis does suck up oh, a lot of yeah. oxygen. He takes it all. Yeah. He takes yeah. every it's single my, moment of it. My scene. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. And so they always kind of end up being overshadowed, usually if they're considered, like, a good actor, and then they go and do the quote-unquote good actor movies, yeah. which are, like, the, 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 the people yelling at each other for two hours. Uh, but then they're always put <laughs> in a room with someone who's, like, yells louder than them. Yeah. Um, so Christina Ricci, when did you first notice her? Back in the day, back Adam's family, like Adam's family values, <laughs> like she was in Casper as well. So just all yeah. those classic. Adam's kids. family values was at the time my favorite movie really? for a long time. When oh I wow! Around, yeah, because wait, why? I love I <laughs> love Angelica Houston. Uh, okay, I yeah, love Angelica enough. Houston. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I love uh, the villain, the villainess. Jo- uh, uh, Joan, Cusack. Joan Cusack. Oh, Joan Cusack is she's in In and Out as like the the bride of the guy who's outed as gay, and she yeah. just a freak out about it. It's wonderful. And again, I loved Christina Ricci because she gets all the good lines. It's yeah, <laughs> like yes, I hate that blonde girl. <laughs> Let her drown. Yeah, yeah. She's perfectly morose and just yeah. yeah. I loved it. For me, yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure it was Casper because I was. I wasn't big on Adam's. Fa- I also had like a very sheltered childhood, but I That's wasn't fair. big on. I know, but I'm I love- surprised you could watch Casper. This is late. <laughs> this is when it was on video, right? Okay. So much later, later, later into the nineties, um, and it was usually at like when we put a daycare and they'd have a bunch of movies, and Casper was there, and I really was really into Casper and Ghost. I've always been into like the supernatural <laughs> and the occult, but um, and I just really love Casper, yeah. and I remember watching that. Um, I basically didn't see her in a lot of that though. After mm. that, after those two movies, I didn't see, and I guess that. One of the reasons she was typecast as that, yes, yeah, and so she didn't really do much, and so she was mm. off my radar for for basically. And then it's like most Speed Racer, yeah. <sighs> yes, mm. yes, yes, as Trixie. Love well, it. Well, and that's the thing. Like she, she had these rather relatively big roles as Wednesday, and then in Casper. But then again, it was that really difficult teenage period where. She looks a bit too young to be a teenager. Yeah. And then she moves into teenage roles in her 20s. Yeah. Yeah. She mentioned in an interview because she's like so short as well. She yeah, can't I really was, escape it. Like I, they, they, 
casting directors don't see her as anything more. She can't get into those bigger roles. I was roles. just watching. I yeah. think we watched the same interview mm-hmm. in in prep for this, where she says, "I think the problem is is that I was very much a teenager, and I talk and act like a teenager in real life. I say a lot of like, I say a lot yeah. of you know, and people kind of don't see that as because she she really wanted to play a romantic lead, which is why she did a show called um, Z: The Beginning of Everything, which is about Zelda Fitzgerald for right. Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to track it down. I don't have Amazon because they didn't have Chromecast at the time when I got them. <laughs> I don't know if they've gotten that since, but I, I'm very uh, with Amazon at the moment for other reasons. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's a, it's a it's she produced it. She went. She got the rights to the stuff. She started producing to get into more work, which is why the Lizzie Borden Chronicles yeah, came along, which yeah. is why the Zelda Fitzgerald one came along, because she's never been allowed to basically play a romantic lead mm. before. She always kind of played the teenager. Mm. Well, uh, that's the thing. Like, I then, so after Adam's Family, like, she wasn't, she wasn't like Christina Ricci is an underrated talent. Yeah. I didn't think of that back then. But then when I saw Black Snake, I'm like, who is that? And then yeah. I was like, oh, Wait, my God, like, that's oh. Wednesday Adams. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then I was like, wow. I And then... She just kind of went away again. And I was like, yeah. this is... Did a lot of theatre work as well. Yeah, mm. but, like, she's always been that C <laughs> slash B list um, mm. sort of name. Yeah. Never really... She modelled her into... style on it as well. Like, now, yeah. now she's got, like, all the tattoos and stuff and she's sort of, like, yeah. slinking back into that. But, but I think... She, she has tattoos? Yeah, she mentions the whole thing where she has, like, <laughs> like, like 20 tattoos or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so what's her performance style? What's she, like, I mean, other, I was about to say, what's she known for? We've kind of already, <laughs> yeah. except her eyes. Doe eyes. Doe yeah. eyes, yeah. Um, but what's her performance style, kind of? Well, mm. I'm interested to know what you mean by performance style because I've written down a couple things for my notes, but. Um, well, I, 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 I think uh, the thing with her eyes, like typically looks are the first thing when it comes to female actors, which is very sad. Um one thing I thought would be interesting to note, though, with her eyes is that she would really fit in the, like, the 19-teens silent film era, like, with, like, the yeah. Mary Pickfords of the world so well because those kind of eyes were really prized because they couldn't articulate with words. Yeah. So you had to just suck people in with your eyes. Well, that's eyes. what I was going to say. Like, in in her work in The Good Wife, that's when I really noticed that she really uses those her eyes, yeah, because she plays. I was bring that up too. That's she cool. plays a, a like a comedian who gets in trouble. Yeah, yeah, she's like, yeah, mm-hmm. and like it's really obvious when she's just staring and focusing at someone, and that's when she's really like intensely. <laughs> like you can't like, well, what is? Are you joking or are you serious? I, I think she's learned how to say a lot without speaking. With yeah, her and eyes then she well. breaks it with her mm-hmm. eyes, and that's yeah. when she releases the tension just yeah. with just with using her face. Um, it's one of the things, though, in Black Snake Moan that I think is so well because she does, especially in, like, the first 20 minutes, she does a lot with her eyes shut. Yes. It's yeah. such a physical performance, which I think is, I think that's what makes that one so unique for her is it's yeah. so, like, the it, and it's not the big moments where she's doing the screaming and the writhing. It's, like, you know, when she's first chained up and she's, like, crawling along the ground to and yeah. all that kind of shit. It's really good. But also in Backsack Moan, you've got the the difference of physicality. As soon as she puts on the dress um, that yep. he buys her yep. um, from when she's wearing what he found her in, which yeah. is basically underwear and like a crop top. Um, a cropped crop top. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, again, you can see uh, you can see it a little bit in Lizzie Borden where she's, she's kind of controlling a scene just with her expression, not yeah. with the dialogue. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what she can really, really bring to it. She does, she does really use her facial expressions to to direct attention in the scene rather than yeah. the the dialogue. That and she's it's given. and it's yeah. amazing with her how much a smile changes her face yeah. because if she's not smiling, those eyes just like stab you. And yeah. then if she's smiling, it, it it seems like a really open and innocent thing. And again, in Monster. That's what makes you feel for her yeah. is, is when she's going to cry, like you just see, uh, like uh, the tears are magnified. <laughs> Nothing, <laughs> nothing's hidden from yeah, the audience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But also the hopefulness and everything. So she's also quite known. I, I got here like what she's known for. She's very known for vulnerable characters yeah. mm-hmm. for the most part. Damaged, damaged women. Yeah. Uh, beautiful but damaged. Um, <laughs> and always like the 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 younger, like in in like a dual 
role where there's like another person, like a two, two hander kind of thing. She's always the younger person yeah. to the older person's ministrations. I mean, that- to be fair, she is still young ish. How old is she? Uh, she was born 1980. Okay. Yeah, it's the 30s. Okay. Yeah. The 30s. Yeah. She'll, 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 38. Yeah. yeah. She'll have a long, oh, this sounds so bad, but like a long shelf life in terms of. Yeah. But I mean, what Hollywood. we're talking about, we're, we're putting her up against, uh, Shalice Theron and, and Samuel L. Jackson, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, the like fact that she could, like, like that she pulled out, like, in a room with Samuel L. Jackson, because that's not going to be an easy... And also, he's doing some of his best work in that movie, yeah. too. Yeah, he's a lot l- lower key than Samuel L. Jackson usually is in Black yeah, Snake Yeah, Throne. but he's also, like, doing a lot of emoting, like, like a lot of emotional work. He's not just kind of, like, saying cool shit like yes. which yeah. is usually his saying the one lines yeah 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 mm. yeah, yeah. he's actually doing a lot of acting which i hadn't the the only movie where i saw him where i was really like oh you don't feel like samuel l jackson to me was in um uh uh, uh um the hateful eight ah yeah. i was like mm-hmm. i was gonna go django i'm like well django yes but yeah. it, it, django is almost like a caricature it intended to be that way but the hateful eight he did some serious work in it, yeah. and I kind of felt that in Black Snake Moan as well. So was- Django, Django, and uh, I think Kingsman, very, very similar kind of like it's Samuel Jackson doing a caricature of someone. Yes, else. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it annoyed me in Kingsman because the lisp is so inconsistent. <laughs> he doesn't. He says things that he should be lisping on when yeah. he doesn't. It just. Oh. Um, so what is it? What is it that Christina Ricci does that works in terms of her as an individual and in terms of acting as a craft slash? But this is almost like the last question we just asked. But what is it does? What is it that she does that works? I think incorporating what she has, being that incredibly intense gaze into whatever character she's playing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's what she does really well. I don't think her strength is in interpreting dialogue. Um, I agree. And or even with physicality. We saw it in Black Segment, but it hasn't really been given an out anywhere else. Yeah. No. I think a thing that she does, though, really well that I sort of saw, especially in the where she's sort of the innocent kind of one figuring things, it's, it's the scenes where a character is trying to figure something, like trying to think about something. Because the problem a lot of actors have with that is that they know the end answer already because mm-hmm. they've done the scene however many times they read the script. And it's very hard to look honest like you're trying to search for an answer that you already know. Mm-hmm. And she does that specific kind of thing really well, especially in Monster when, she, when you know, Charlize Theron comes home. She's like, I just killed another person. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck do we do? Yeah. I can't. And she's playing, kind of playing with the idea, like, like using, like playing with the script and being like, if you treating it like she doesn't know, she hasn't rehearsed it and everything. Like, because a lot of actors, you can tell, like they already have the answer in their brain and they're just waiting for the perfect moment to unlock it. But like, yeah. her, you can actually feel like the searching. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, and I think that ties into the next point that you've, that, that we've written down in the notes is what's the difference between a good actor and a bad actor. Mm, yeah. Um, is, is, is that ability to see what's going on inside their head or at least them putting out, Something is going yeah. on inside. I mean, it's like an it's like an honesty, almost like a a, a very a tangible, yeah. almost tangible honesty. You're yeah. seeing yeah. it doesn't feel like something that um, they're crafting off the camera and then going surprise here. It you're seeing. I mean, like, the, the the joke is that it, acting is not uh, acting; it's reacting; it's being in the moment. Mm. But it kind of really is. It has to feel like you're watching a person. Yeah, do that, and but- that, and that's kind of why why <laughs> memorizing lines beforehand is is so important, so that you can just play in the space, exist in the space mm. without searching for where you're going. Yeah, because it's Johnny very Depp. obvious. <laughs> it's very obvious when an actor goes, "What's my next line?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then looks or they're like they're doing like the the, they're doing the <laughs> acting between waiting for their next line to come yeah. up. That can also happen when it's over-rehearsed, I think, when they know their next line and it's almost like they're impatient for the scene to get to where it's going, which doesn't quite always work. Um, I think the ability of, like, a good actor is for them to go beyond what you know them as. Mm. Um, You know, like, the whole vanishing into roles and everything like that. They can, you know... I also think one thing, and Christina Ricci does this really well, um, but I I picked up on it in Hereditary and I kind of realised it's the thing. It's when an actor can do it, in a close-up as well as they can. Like, they can do it in a wide as well as a close-up. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of actors, um, 
uh, we won't name. Oh no, I'll name one of them. <laughs> no, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I think he doesn't act as well in a wide. He can do his big acting in a close up. Yes, and then in a yeah, wide, it's not. Well, see there. where Christina Ricci has eyes. Benedict Cumberbatch has a mouth. He mouth acts. <laughs> so you can yeah like you can when, tell he's like, like I'm con Irish yeah, like when, when he's angry his yeah. mouth gets very tense and he spits words out yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um but like I noticed it with Tony Collette in Hereditary is that some of the biggest moments in that movie happen in wide mm, and, in full head to toe body shots and they are just as powerful as her close ups and I'm like oh shit that's a good actor that's what a good actor can do is that they, the position of the camera almost is irrelevant to mm how intense you're acting. And, like, there's actors that are And like- honestly, the one moment I remember of Tony Collette, <laughs> she wasn't even on screen. And I don't know uh, I don't know whether to accredit that to the the editing or the sound design or the direction, Is but it's when she's she finds um, the body in the car. Oh, she's just screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we're, <laughs> yeah. we're just on the sun and then we're yeah. meant to the yeah. thing and then you just yeah. like, like, through I'm the like, scene. Oh, my God. Yeah. Show me what's happening, yeah. please. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't show me. I'm too, I'm too frightened. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's, yeah, the, the, yeah, there's a lot of actors and there was like that kind of, it's weird. It's that old school thing. Uh, you hold it, hold your, your best performance for your close up. Yeah. And what's weird is I guess that works for old Hollywood. It really does. Especially but, when that works into the formula of old Hollywood. Yeah, and the style you, of acting in old Hollywood yeah. is very specific. You've got to but, save money, save film and all that. Yeah, and, yeah, but like when you see it happening in, in modern day, you're just like, oh, God, you just, no. yeah. They usually get called like ham-fisted actors and, and that kind yeah. of thing. Um, bad actors aren't present. Line readings are the worst, like when it seems like they just got. Uh, one of the worst ones is uh, Taylor Lautner in... New Moon, the Twilight Saga New Moon. I'm gonna no, like. I'm not gonna watch that to, <laughs> to see if you're lying. Someone else in my house was watching it, and I walked <laughs> in on the scene, and I'm just like listening to the way he was saying a line, and I'm like, like, dear God, what? Did you not do another take? Was that the first time you heard the line, and you did you take one, and you're like, good, we're done. I'm almost certain that he didn't want to be there anymore. Yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure he he's done interviews just saying like I just got through it. I <laughs> yeah. was contractually obliged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, when you can see actors quote unquote acting, yeah, the bit and you see a lot with like there's almost a formula to those bad Oscar bait drama trailers, and you can see it's the moment where like the girlfriend of the main inspiring man yells at him, has a big argument with him, and then yeah. the, the music swells and it just, I mean. Uh, yeah, a great example of that is the uh, the Darkest Hour trailer from last year. Yeah. yeah, although that was, but but still, like it had a lot of acting face in it. Yeah, and like without the context of the movie around when your it, head is in its yes. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you just like, yeah, this is just actors being. I think um, the movie Doubt does that, but it works. Yes, it's very interesting. See, that's kind of because the whole movie is about the argument. Yeah, so giving you the basis of the argument in the trailer kind of works for the movie. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, so what are Christina Also Ricci- Philip Seymour Hoffman and Meryl Streep. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You get two of the greatest actors. Would you close? Oh, no, we'll talk about that next week because that's the topic for next week. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so what are, what are Christina Ricci's weaknesses slash bad work? Um, or- I, think, I think, like I said before, she struggles to make something out of nothing. Like if she isn't given good, good, a good script, um, I think she struggles to make something yeah. out of it. Whereas you find like Seymour Hoffman is a great one. Like he doesn't even need dialogue to like give you compelling watching. I think part of the reason, because a lot of people, there's like a, you know, with the new Mission Impossible coming out, there's a lot of argument about that uh, he was the best yeah. Mission Impossible villain. And I'm like looking so at, I'm good. like, the writing is there, but like the villain in, in Rogue Nation is sort of just as competently written. It's because you get, Hoffman, Hoffman in in there, like he. Brought, I haven't watched Mission Impossible Three in like ten years, and I still remember Hoffman's performance in that. It's, it's, so, like, it's so good. I think I talked about it the other way. It's so it's good. It's such a good performance. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I took a look at some of the stuff that she's done, like trailers for yeah. movies, and because I think the thing is that she's like, um, she's quite a prolific actress. 
She hasn't kind of mm. gone a year without working. No, no. Um, but the problem when you're being that prolific is that you're going to make some, some bad real stuff. dirty yeah. movies Getting as opposed really to Daniel Day-Lewis who comes out of retirement every every yeah. decade <laughs> to do a movie. Um, I, I looked at a trailer for this one called like, it's called Afterlife, but it's like After Dot Life, and it's oh yeah, and it's, uh, yeah. I forgot I'd seen that movie. It's it's, it's um <laughs> it's it's Liam Neeson as like a a, a medical examiner who can yeah, she's speak on like the, to the, the board. dead, yeah, that's and she's like a movie. dead, but and you're like, what the fuck? I remember is the trailer this? for that? Um, there was a TV show called Pan Am based on Pan American yes. Airlines, yeah. which like in failed. the sixties and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, we've already talked about Lizzie Borden doesn't compliment her as an actress. No, the, the, I, the, the, the work around her doesn't call. I don't think she's doing bad work. I just think without that kind of synergy, she's, she flails. A little I, bit. I, I mm. use Lizzie Borden as an example of like poor writing and her not being able to elevate that poor writing to something else. She is also hampered by the like overarching style that they were going yeah. for with like the, the modern music and the dramatic, I really, yeah, I, yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I, I'm normally the one railing against like carbon copy thing, but I think Lizzie Borden would have really worked with a very traditional style because of how bloody and violent it was. Yeah, that, that's kind Just, of a departure mm, enough from that yeah, kind of yeah, period yeah, yeah. style. And the violence then in comparison with the more rigid formal style on it would be a statement in and of itself, whereas this kind of, it's the violence plus the punk music plus the weird camera style, like it, it's all too much. You've said the same thing three times. Mm. Um, I, I watched a trailer for a movie called Cursed, which is a Wes Craven movie, oh. a werewolf kind of thing, and Christina Ricci's like lead, <laughs> and it looks so bad, but it's got like Jesse Eisenberg in it. It's got like the <laughs> act, the cast in it. You're looking, this is, it's insane, um, and it's Wes Craven directing. Yeah. What year? Um, two thousand and I want to say two thousand and nine. Okay, that makes sense. Um, mm. it's during his, his yeah. twilight years. Yeah. Um, I but a lot of the new ones are just they're very very kind of turdy yeah. sort of stuff. She's done like animated stuff now as well. So. Well, I haven't seen that that wolf one, but she did. She she has a voice for, and I, I reckon she'd yeah. do really great with like a Disney like a Disney princess. She'd do really well because yeah. her voice suits that kind of. Is it a child? Is it an adult? Amalgam that like Kristen Kristen uh, Bell did with with Frozen. Um, so what would what kind of roles do we want to see her play in the future? Mm, no, no, no strong opinions from across the table. I I well, mm. so mine. I, I I when I was watching sort of most of the stuff, I was like, oh fuck, I really want to see her play like a real authority figure, like the type they kind of typically typically give to Kate Blanchett. I think giving her one of those big like commanding kind of things because then it'd be good subversion of the, and good subversion role. and yeah. i kind of saw like a little bit of that in lizzie borden she's a character that's mm. not unsure of herself which is the, the thing that she's kind of known for she's yeah. breaking out of that i was watching a little bit of uh, like a trailer for that z the beginning of everything and it's kind of in there um i skimmed through the opposite of sex which has some really weird politics when it comes to <laughs> it's, it's have you heard of this one no. it's she's like the sister of a guy who's gay but married to lisa kudrow but he's just basically like sleeping with the pool boy and <laughs> the hot younger pool boy and then she seduces the hot younger pool boy who then finds out is bisexual it's just like this really right. weird thing but it's done by with- the opposite of sex they mean just sex yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um and uh, but she plays like a it, – it's all narrated by her and she plays a, a character that's very sure of herself in that yeah. way, which I thought was kind of interesting, but I'd li- love to see it done not in the the teenager sure of herself. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd love to see her play – not like a queen, obviously, or something like that, but something really <laughs> big. We'll see – I went a slightly different way. I've got another kind of thing I want to see her in. Well, I, I, I had like a hit girl Catwoman character. Ooh, I would love yeah, to see her as like a Catwoman. Like an assassin kind yeah, of. The slick. Sign of uh, really anti-hero sort of competent. She would have there. done just as good of a job as, as Anne Hathaway as Catwoman, oh, absolutely. I Yeah, mm. I, I think so. But again, and again, because she's so small, she and she does she does remind me of Eartha Kitt. And when she's blonde in Black Sigmund, she's almost a dead ringer for Goldie Horn. Yeah. Young Goldie Horn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'd love to see her in something like an Aaron Sorkin-esque, really dialogue-heavy role, like a like, like really great written thing, because I think if she did I think that, she's written really well in Good Wife. I think 
It's yeah. been a while since I've seen that episode. I mean, Good Wife Those is just episodes. Episodes. She comes several? back. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. I should rewatch it. <laughs> um, I had it on my list to do last night, and then it was just so late, and there was some family drama. Um, uh, I I've got them on. I should rewatch them. Um, fuck. I love that show. Where are you up to with it? By the way, off topic. Good yeah, Wife, Josh. Yes. I haven't started yet. You said you- <laughs> no, 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 no. I said no. I needed to start, and uh, it's now. Now that I've nearly finished Office, it's next because I. Oh, okay. Cause, okay, because the Good Wife and the Good Fight is like both yeah, stand. But so yes, but do, do do the Good Wife first. Yes, I agree. And watch all of it because it will, will make the Good Fight I, I way promise. more rewarding. I promise. Um, I don't think I don't think Christina Ricci's been given her like it role. You no. know, the big Kahuna. No. Big, I want to see her do the Oscar-winning role, like because I think if it, she's if got it, it wasn't coming. Black Snake Moan. That's the closest she's come. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, a, 100%, 100%, to like a, this think, is her movie. I think that movie is too peculiar to have ever gotten any attention. Yes. But I do yeah. know it has a lot of hardcore people who like who've seen it and who will sing its praises. But I, I think she needs like a like a like a, she she needs to pair with like a director who's. Kind of in that He's zone. He's gonna like really foster and play with her talents and bring Scorsese would do some really good work with her, I reckon. See, I, I think Scorsese might mm. overuse her willingness to be dirty. Okay, yeah, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't. Because uh, I don't Scorsese. know how much more he's gonna do now after The Irishman. Like, <laughs> the Irishman is like Scorsese just referencing himself. Like, yeah. it's just this endless Scorsese. Loop. <laughs> Remember me back in the 70s? And then <laughs> Um, what's your favorite film of hers? Black Snake Moon, easily. I, I would, I would say Black Snake Moon with Speed Racer being a close second. Speed Racer, or Monster, play with, yeah. Monster, Monster is great, but Monster's much more of a Shelley's Throne. Yes, but, like uh, I, I can't. You have I one can't. of like the best screen performances yes. ever made. I keep forgetting, like, because I, I remember seeing trailers for Monster on like. DVDs in like 2010 or something. I'm like, is this this come out? But then it's like 2003. I'm just like, yeah, what? Yeah. I get, I get, yeah. Pop up. Um, well, that's. But also, like, Adam's Family Values is iconic. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's always going to be my Wednesday. And, like, that's one of the main reasons I didn't like the Broadway version of Adam's Family yeah. Values is because they changed Wednesdays. And so didn't much. she say she's game to come back if they do another? Yeah. yeah. I, was, yeah. Oh, I love the line that it's like the. She's like, pass the, pass the, the sauce or the salt or something. It's like, Wednesday, what's the word? Now! Like, <laughs> just like, it's. Oh, that movie is so camp. It's great. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a really great place to end it. So we'll go into our top five, and we've got top five underrated actors, and we can potentially talk about these for future episodes if our audience likes what we've done here and wants to hear us talk about underrated actors. Yes. So who wants to go first? I'm happy to go Do first. Go I have her? a fairly concise list. Concise? Okay, we'll go um, with mine small as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested before we say, like, what, what's the male-female split here? On your list. I didn't want to have it overwhelmingly male because I, when I started doing it, I'm like, oh, okay, wait, I'm falling into that trap. I've got it maybe like 70% women, 30% men. Oh, yeah. Mm, similar. Interesting. Me too. I have, I have three honorable mentions. Um, <laughs> number one, uh, John Leguizamo. Yeah. Yeah. Like, again, he's he's a character actor and he he just hasn't been given his... His moment. I don't know. I think him is the two genies in Arabian Nights, <laughs> the telly movie. <laughs> I actually have you seen that one? I uh, no. Yeah. It's, yes and no. He I plays like he plays like a giant, big, like astronomically evil looking genie, and he plays like this frumpy in like a whole bells and whistles incompetent genie in the same thing. It's really watch. The, I actually think that's really. Really underrated movie, but he hasn't been given no, his no. monster, and I think like him playing a serial killer or a villain would be very interesting to watch. It needs to be in a Fincher usually, movie, pardon, a Fincher movie. Yeah, that would. Yeah, because usually he plays this kind of like genial sidekick, yeah, sort of role. Um, and then they tried they tried to give him a villain role in um yeah. in Wrinkle in Time, and it 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 yeah. it didn't yeah. quite work out. So we've got a. Um, also, Alan Cumming, like he's on the verge of becoming pretty well known. Yeah, and he's very well known in theatre circles. I mean, I'm Eli Gold. Eli Gold was. It's not his best work. I'm going to really? say I was, I'm. I'm not a huge fan of Eli Gold. I think Eli Gold overstayed his welcome. As <gasps> as like honestly, The Good Wife it started to grate on me by season seven or whatever it was. That's the last it was one. Like yeah, I think like. 
Eli Gold needed <laughs> to move on. Also, um, well, well, we'll talk about it sometime later. Stanley Tucci. I was going to mention him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I think he has he's been K- nominated for an Oscar, though. He has been nominated Several? for an Oscar. Has he been one or two? He's got. He, I know he got Lovely Bones. Um, yeah, he got Lovely Bones. Um, but again, like I'm talking by underrated. I'm. I want them. Like when when they say great, I think these are these are actors who are possibly capable of Meryl Streep kind of okay quality yeah. content. And they, they just don't need to be like chance. unknown. They can be known, but like I think we have more potential for them. Well, okay, so I'll get onto my top five list. Yep. Gillian Anderson's number five. Okay. Um, she was phenomenal in that ridiculous young adult adaptation where she played like big bad evil lady. Um, that they had to fight against. I can't remember which one it was. Was it like the, the not the Divergent? My maybe it was Divergent. Oh, well, see, that was. I'm pretty sure that was Kate Winslet, but then I don't know about the sequels. No, I, I, you, I, there's, it is one of them, and it is Gillian Anderson, and I think that she can play both like cold and robotic, and also super sexual. Um, I think she can switch between the two very well. Um, Have you seen? Uh, she was really great in American Gods as media. Yes. Oh, yes, that absolutely. was a good, yeah. good role. And that's exactly what I'm talking <laughs> about. Like, I haven't seen her in a role that she hasn't impressed me with how she's done, um, even when they're small roles. <laughs> Number four, and she's only so low on this list. Like Gillian Anderson, she's low on this list because she is kind of well known. And Tony Collette. I yeah. want her to be leading more. I want her to yeah. be a leading Yeah, no, I agree. Lady. I agree. I, I would just say, because I'm like, like, I think she's, she's like, Muriel's Wedding is phenomenal. But Muriel's Wedding was 30 years ago. Jesus, it was too, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> I mean, I think after Hereditary, I think she's going to like, and she's a name, but she's not leading lady sort of thing. We have similar lists. Okay. I think I doubt this next one will be on your list. Okay. Megan Mullally. Yes. Do you know what? Sorry. Sidebar. Because I've envisioned <clears throat> doing the company movie. Yep. Joanne. Yes. Oh, clearly. And there's only one other choice in this one. The the other person who would do that role is on my, my list. But uh, So, you- yeah, Megan Mullally is very versatile and very willing to go, like, above and beyond for a role. Like, her role in Children's Hospital and Parks and Rec are just... Just insane, insane people. Oh my god, you've seen Children's Hospital? <laughs> Why wouldn't I? <laughs> That's such a good show. No one's seen that show. NTSF SDSUV, which are like the yeah. two. <laughs> Have you seen Children's Hospital? No. It's like a it's a web series almost set in the mm. children's, and she plays like the chief who's like <laughs> on crutches. And yeah. It's just oh, yeah, it's great. so bad. It's funny. Um, but then like you see her in Will and Grace, and again she's kind of this over the top character. But then. All her work in theatre is like legit actress. Um, I think she's never given a, a meaty role because I, she's so known for Karen. Yeah, and I think that's that's the where my first point is like what makes an underrated actor. I think it is the pigeonhole. Yeah, people know her for being these this zany character actress. They haven't given her something to really sink her teeth into on film yet. Mm. The only man on my list is number two, Jim Broadbent. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's done a lot of notable stuff. He was really good in the Harry Potter movie he was in, yep. like exceptionally good. And not very Jim Broadbenty there either. Mm. Like, like, like a lot of these people, he he's basically fallen into this older gentleman sidekick role. Um, yeah. But I, I like uh, he would have. I think I really would have liked to see what he did with Darkest Hour. As soon as oh, I saw Gary Oldman, yes. I was like, oh, Jim Broadman would have been perfect for that. I agree Holy that. crap, yes. So I would like some sort of that. again Because he's, not, he's not the common choice. No. Yeah. no. I, loved him. I love him in Cloud Atlas so have much. Have either of you seen Bright Young Things? No. no. He plays a drunken major in that. It's hilarious and touching and tragic all at once. Bright Young Things. Bright Young, young things. things. It's one of my favourite movies of all time. Oh, wow. Okay. It's British. It's set in the list. 20s just before the breakout of World <laughs> War II. Um, definitely high recommend because my number one is also in this um, and my number one is Stockard Channing. Well, I know the name. I cannot. She played the original Rizzo in Greece. 
in the movie. Ah, oh, yep. Yeah. She, what did she show up in that I was just watching? She's she's getting back into kind of constant work, um, but again, she hasn't been given anything to really showcase her talent, and she's just is like Christina Ricci. As soon as I see her on on in oh, anything, in I'm the like, Good Wife as Alicia's mom. That's right. Yes, she's, that is yeah, Stockard that Channing. Is, oh, yeah. she's so good in that. She's so. And good. as soon as I see her, I'm like, yes. Why aren't I seeing you more? And I can't because again, a part, a big part of my list is me feeling guilty that like I don't constantly think of these actors to put them in things. Yeah. Um, and Stockard Channing is the one that I really think has been underrated her entire career and deserves something now. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's your list. That's my list. That's your list. Uh, do you want to go, Josh, or me? Uh, I'll do it. Okay. Yes. To. Go, Josh. Thank you. So my list. I uh, got some honorable mentions as well. Um, Andy Circus in honorable yeah. mentions because he constantly gets overlooked for his performances because they're motion capture. Um, the Academy doesn't recognize those performances. Except for Burke and Hare, is that the one he? Yeah. He did with Simon Pegg as the yeah. cork. Yeah. people yeah and all his live action performances usually a delight whatever he plays especially in black panther as well he's just very oh yeah guy. he's so good in black panther um another honorable mention he's a character actor he appears a lot so i mean he's got a lot of roles especially in like he's in the new ant-man the wasp but walton goggins i like yes a lot. and i feel like he gets a lot of character actor roles because he has that like weird look and we're getting more into character actors next week have you seen justified Oh, I have need to watch that. That is one of the best, with the exception of season five, is one of the best shows ever put for television, and he's so compelling in that show. Mm. Okay. Um, my next one is, she's in a lot of comedy stuff, but Rashida Jones, I kind of want to see a little yep. bit more of. Um, and then I could say, um, as of right now, because of, she was in Ready Play One, but Lena Waif, I want to see a lot more of oh, as well. Oh, yeah. I feel like her, her role in Master of None was like really great, and she kind of, season two, she kind of wasn't in it as much from memory, so I want to see more of her. And my list uh, five, uh, Robert Patterson, because he got a lot of flack for Twilight, but yeah. if you see good, if you've seen Good Time, or even, good, yeah, yeah, even good the time. Rover. Like good he, Time was he a has... great role, but he's done. He's done some stuff where I've you questioned li- his quality. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you like Cosmopolis, though? I didn't mind Cosmopolis. Mm. He's, in <laughs> yeah. a, he's in a limo. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, <laughs> like I think the, the movie I, itself is pretty inaccessible. I reckon yeah. if he if he gets um, given good scripts, like good yeah, time and absolutely. good roles, I think he can really play up to his strengths because, like, even in Harry Potter, I liked him in Harry Potter. Even, even I mean, that's like, Christina Ricci's done bad stuff as well. I don't hold yeah. that against Yeah, him. you don't, know, yeah. But, like, yeah. I, I, they got to eat. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't thought about Robert Patterson enough to kind of figure out whether mm. it's him or the scripts that yeah. I'm, I'm... Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and my next pick is Christopher Maloney because um, okay. I, I really like his stuff yeah. in Wet Hot American Summer with David Wayne. Um, yeah. He's in the new show Happy. With um, he plays this like psycho guy who's like. <laughs> Have you watched like, They Came Together? No, I haven't. Oh my god, it's a parody of rom coms, <laughs> and he has one of the funniest mm. scenes. It's it's probably not. Okay. Your, have you seen it? I've seen it. It's the poo joke, but yeah, it's, it's so it's not your joke, but no. it's a really really yeah. funny joke. See, like, like the roles he's been given, like bigger stuff, like he's in Man of Steel for that, like Captain Ron. This is like it's just yeah, playing to like, yeah. his worst like aspects of like, his roles and like SVU and stuff. No, no, I really want to see him in more like leading stuff or like doing more stuff like happy or more comedic roles because I think he has a lot of talent there. Um, my third on my list is Tony Collette. Again, I agree yeah. with you. Uh, not just Hereditary. I rewatched um the Way Way Back recently. Oh, yeah, and I love God, her role that in movie. That is so good. It's like so sad, and how she's just like sort of subsiding through Steve Carell's character and how much how he treats her. And I just see it all in her face and her eyes, and like how she wants the best for her son. The, she... I've never seen her give a poor performance mm-hmm. ever in anything that I've ever seen. I need. To, uh, what about that that the cancer drama with Drew Barrymore? Cancer There's drama? a cancer drama comedy sisters movie that she Where did with she Drew Barrymore. Once the sister has to give something. To yeah, it's, it like. looked it looked terrible, mm. but in her shoes, kind of got her back on my radar. Because again, she after Muriel's wedding, she said, "I'm never gaining weight for a role again." And then she got like this lead in like a big Hollywood. Uh, two female with Cameron Diaz. Yeah, it's say. Cameron Diaz and um, yeah, and she. So she. Steve Martin like, wrote it, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Something like that. And like again, it was one of my favorite films that year. Wow. So, okay. I Tony need to Clay. see it. Everyone talks about it, and I just like it looks really bland. But uh 
It is. It's generic, but it it I think the performances in a Cameron Diaz as well does really well in it. Okay. Um, and John Hamm plays a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Love good old dick John Hamm. All right. Number two, Gillian Anderson, just simply for her role in the X Files as well. Because I yeah. loved her yeah. growing up on that. Um, and just yeah, I've heard a lot about the new, like the latest season of the revival one. And well, you bit, haven't seen it? I haven't seen it, but it is like what I've heard she's put up with in terms of script wise and where her character's gone. And I'm just like, she's just a champion. And being basically the only woman in that set, yeah. like yeah, ugh. and just all that stuff. And I really respect her, and I just want to see more of her and a lot more stuff. I and, think in the new X Files because I have watched it and yeah. I have strong opinions about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to share them here, but the way that she handles the switch from like X-Files conspiracy horror drama to outright let's cast comedians in every role comedy episodes, she is the only person on that show that handles that switch with anything like uh, internal character consistency. Wow. Um, <laughs> David Duchovny is just like, oh, it's a comedy now. Let's do comedy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> David <Nicole>. Yeah. <laughs> um, and another one pick is Rebecca Hall. Do you not know? Well, the name rings a bell. Uh, she, you probably well more know her from Iron Man 3 <laughs> as well. She's. Uh, oh, was she the botanist? Yeah, she's the yes. botanist. Oh, okay. um, she's in The Gift with Jason yeah. Bateman, uh, which is oh, yes, a yes. great role for her. Like, I just want to see her perform more in more roles like that because she's actually said she's like never, she's not really leading late. She's also in Bloody um, Transcendence with fucking Bloatface Depp. Like mm. that movie, and I was just like, yeah. "Like, is that really her only major like role?" I that was watched. such a disappointing movie. Yeah, it was so poor Wally Feister. It's like I'm not gonna go goodbye, Nolan. <laughs> and then Hoyt's just like, "My boy, now." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, um. Yeah, those are my list. Oh, another one because I read an interesting article because it's around the tenth anniversary of the Dark Knight. Uh, the actor who played like he's in Ant Man as well. He's like the Russian dude in Ant Man and part of the crew. Of like oh Lewis the creepy face creepy the, the, yeah 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 and he's, he's the guy who's he's a like schizophrenic guy the schizophrenic guy in the Dark Knight who and he's, in, Dent oh, the and he's right. in he's in prisoners with all the snakes in his house and he's and he's also um in Blade Runner he's like the he's got the shaved head and he's like the scientist working with the LAPD yeah yeah I I reckon he's like a really great character actor because like an article I read recently about him how the Dark Knight changed his life and. Just what he's been through in terms of like roles and like working with Nolan and like building up like his actors and then Denis Villeneuve says like I really loved you and like with Nolan and I want you to keep you on board and bring you on to more major stuff and I'm like he's yeah. very interesting to follow I want to see more from him as well that's yeah. an honorable mention yeah. that's me done what is your list Shane okay Give so my honorable mention first on my honorable mentions list uh, is Christine Baranski. Yes. Because I know she's respected but dear God the fact that she was snubbed this year's from the Emmys yeah. is and have you seen the good fight yet Zane? I have not watched it because Wasn't I wanted it? to finish the good wife. I thought you had. Oh, okay. Oh, you I, gotta... I got up to season 5. So I had to do season 6 season, and 7. Okay, Wasn't yeah, the entire Emmy's a joke this year though? Like, Pretty much. It's all yeah. Game of Thrones on a oh, season that most Game of Thrones fans admit was not their strongest. Yeah. But that Christine Baranski was left off for acting cuz she She's like a tour de force in this season of The Good Fight. It's nuts. It's better than anything I've ever seen her do. But she has so much range too. Like um, in uh, Bowfinger, she's one of the funniest fucking people in that oh, movie. Yeah, she's, and she's in the, Well, she's known for comedy. Yeah. She's, yeah. With St- she's in a scene with Steve fucking Martin and she's like out laughing yeah. him. And she's ne- she's the, my only other pick for Joanne if I ever did Company. Mm. I reckon mm. she could do it. Yeah, I know. I think she could. I'm just trying to... Con- See, I feel like she would also be maybe a little less expected because Megan Mullally playing a drunken yeah. middle-aged woman is is very expected. I'm sure she would nail it, but Christine Baranski yeah. could do it as well. It'd be really... See, I, I honestly think Christine Baranski's fairly rated. I think that she I she hasn't been given a lead role, but I honestly think that's because of choice. I... I See, I reckon. I reckon she. You, you need like once when you get to the good fight season two, you'll be like Jesus Christ. It might just be me being that I always think of Christine <laughs> yeah, Baranski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not guilty about forgetting about. Her. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I only put her here basically because of the Emmys this year it made me really mad. Um, yep. next up is an actor named Parker Young. Uh, from he's there's a show called Imposters. He's basically uh, known as like a a, a a dumb jock kind of character. Um, he's he plays the dumb idiot brother. There's a sitcom called Enlisted that lasted one season. It's a military sitcom, but it is 
it's not a multi-cam, it's a single cam. It's amazing and touching and heartfelt. And he plays the dumb brother. He's so funny. And then he comes into imposters and he's playing like the dumb jock too. But then he gets like a lot of emotional story and they just finished and they got cancelled, which was really heartbreaking. But he's really, really good in it. I actually reckon he would be a perfect Nathan Drake if they ever did the Uncharted movie. But um, next I've got Gabrielle Union, who doesn't get anywhere near enough love. And I think she's a really good actor. Um, I mean, she does a movie like Girls Trip, which I guess is a big hit, but... (laughs) She's not. She, she needs better roles given to her. Um, I've got Queen Latifah here, which kind of is the only one that breaks my rule of she's nominated for an Oscar, yes, but I don't think anyone gives her enough credit. No for one how really respects that shit. Yeah. They get her because she's Queen Latifah. She the, has done some poor performances before. She has. Yeah, like and like that. It's not even just like the Wait, content. Which that she's one? Playing. I'm thinking of like there's a the last holiday. <laughs> Oh no! Not even that. But that was questionable. There's like a the Ice a Age sequels, choir, a choir movie. Oh, Joyful Noise. Yeah, yeah. But that was everything was bad in that movie. There was not but one. Even her. They auto tune like, Jeremy yeah. Jordan, who has got pipes for days. Like that movie is just so inexcusable. Um, <laughs> but and then last on my oh no second last on my honorable mentions list is Conrad Ricamora who is the actor who plays Oliver in How to Get Away with Murder, the the, the hacker guy. Um, He hasn't really done anything. He does a lot of musical theatre. That's where he's kind of come from. He was in The King and I and all that kind of stuff. I think he's a really good actor that really – I I worry that he's either going to get typecast or not get given any roles purely because, hey, he's not white. Um, (laughs) And then uh, a last one which I wanted to add is an actor named uh, Duke Davis Roberts. Um, he's like a character actor. He did it. He's on TV for the most part. He did. He played a villain in one of the Justified seasons by the name of Choo Choo. Um, <laughs> it's he's really really good because that character's like obviously um, a pretty handicapped. Yes, uh, yeah. uh, from a developmental point of view, but he's like he's like the muscle. Um, but then he was in a movie called Undrafted, uh, which is like a baseball comedy thing and he's like a wildly different character the range this guy's got and he's just not being employed he's just not getting a lot of roles um so my number is my top five number five is an an australian actor by the name of callan mcauliffe he's a youngish guy he's um if you've seen i am number four he's the nerdy friend who believes in aliens in i am number four and then i've seen him in he's he's young gatsby in the great gatsby in baz luhrmann's great gatsby for like that one flashback. Oh, okay. No, I remember him. Everything he's in, he's. I find him just when he's on screen, he has that, it's that kind of James Dean esque thing where you just want to watch them because they're just very magnetic. But he's never been given a good role. Uh, like he's always playing like the secondary player. Yeah. Or he's mm-hmm. in a movie with Gillian Anderson. Actually, funny story. <laughs> and and um. Uh, ben Kingsley called Robot Overlords and it's a really cheesy, dumb, bad movie, but he's really good in it. Um, I think I want to see him do something really, really good. Uh, he's in, oh, he's also in The Walking Dead, but I haven't been watching that. Uh, number four Who is has? number four is Eva Green. Yes. Consistently yes. underrated yeah. and yes. the performance in Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful, yeah. As bad as season three was, her performance in Penny Dreadful is one of the Best pieces of acting I've ever she seen. She has a lot of hidden gem like films yeah. as well. And the, like... the the seance sequence in that <sighs> in episode two of season one is just oh a God. masterclass no, in no, acting no. and what she does. It's it's phenomenal and she needs more. She and got she... nominated for like an Emmy for it and it was so under the radar, no one was promoting. I'm like, you kidding me? She should have won it. And she's just good in like terrible movies as well. She's just yeah. fun to watch. Even yeah. in like Even in... 300 movie and like all, all the <laughs> yeah, Sin City. 300 and Sin City too. Yeah. She's really good in them. Yeah. Uh, Lucy Liu is number three. Lucy Liu? Oh. She's... She hasn't been nominated, has she? No. I think she doesn't. I haven't meant, like, set it up. Have you seen it? Yeah. yeah. She plays, she, yeah. What she does really well. She can that. play a really down to earth regular person. Like she does in Elementary, mm. uh, which is actually a really good show. Or she does in Set It Up. She plays like the mean <laughs> boss. She, she can so play like Kill Bill. I mean, yeah. Kill Bill is a phenomenal performance. She has a lot of range on her, and she's never, she's consistently never given a I mean, step e- up. Even even in Charlie's Angels, yeah, she Charlie's was, Angels. Yeah. She's doing the comedy. She's yeah. got comedy down pat as well. Like she's got the range. No one's. She also has that small bit in Chicago. 
Mm-hmm. Wait, really? Yeah, she's yeah. Well, like, she's the she's the heiress who shot someone and taking the spotlight that's away. That's right. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Um. So my number two is an actress named Duna Bay, who's from Cloud Atlas and Sense Eight. Yeah. Uh, Korean mm-hmm. actress. Absolutely phenomenal. Mm. No one's employing her because obviously they don't want to employ people who aren't white. She's such a good actress. <laughs> I think, think no one's no one's writing. No one's writing, writing stuff for yeah. Korean actresses. Uh, but on top of that, she, for an actress who her English is still very quite rough, yeah. she communicates so clearly the emotion and the ideas, which is I would anticipate to be really difficult to do Mm. with that kind of language barrier. And she does it flawlessly. And her performance in Cloud Atlas is, is amazing. Well, even Sensei, like she's my favorite character. Yeah. Sun is the best. Sun is the best. Um, And then my number one is an actor who has consistently been underrated his entire fucking career. It's Ben Foster. Yeah. Ben Foster, Ben Foster, Ben Foster. He has not, I don't think he's done a bad performance with the exception of Warcraft. <laughs> oh, that, that, mm, mm. <laughs> that movie is that blip, entire movie was a joke. Though. But he's in, so, and even as a kid, he's in, a, he's in Get Over It as a teen, the lead in a teen comedy. He did really great in that Lance Armstrong uh, biopic, even though the movie wasn't great. He's in a movie called 360 where he plays like a recovering sex offender and it's it's dark performance, but it's really good. He's really good in like Ain't Them Body Saints, Hell or High Water. Mm. He doesn't do a bad performance pretty much round the clock and he has never, ever been, been recognized the credit yeah. he deserves for it because he's such an actor's actor and he's not even like a, I think he's like Philip Seymour Hoffman level good and he's just never... Let in that room, which is really, really tragic. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that's a good place to end. I just, I was also oh. going to think of <laughs> one more, but I think he's getting more roles now. But Jesse Plemons as well, he's getting more yeah, stuff. He's but definitely like, if you now go, being appreciated. Yeah, like, oh, that he's his character in Game Night is so. Yeah. I did not yeah. know he was in Game Night, and I watched him, and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's so good. I, and like, he has pre- such a surprising character in Game yeah, Night. Just, just that tracking of him, and he's just like, you're going to invite me over for dinner. We can have yeah. playing games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then like Black Mirror and all that. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Anyway, that's a really good place to end. If you like it is. this format, let us know. We might do some more. We might look at some of those actors we've listed and, and talk about them in detail. And do more single or really focused topics as well. Like, or tell us an actor that you think yeah. is underrated. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Picture Rangers. We're on Facebook at the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. And you can email us at motionpicturerangers at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shane M underscore Anderson. You can find me on Twitter at that Sunnets Katie or Caps and that Letterboxd, um, which is a site where we review movies and catalog our movies. So if you're interested to know what we watch, you can find us there. And that's also Joshua Grigor's like that Sundance kid. Even one. Yeah, I'm on go. I'm on Letterboxd too, but yeah. as Shane Anderson, but I can't remember what my handle is just yet, but I'll look that up yeah. for next for next week. We shall. <laughs> and Zane? I'm not on Letterboxd because I'm not a huge nerd. <laughs> yes, because not being he on says lying <laughs> through his teeth. Uh I I'm on Twitter at Zane C. Weber and on other thing as Zane C. Weber. Just, it's just Zane C. Weber everywhere. Thank you guys for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. 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 It doesn't work without the alliteration. Rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> um, tell all your friends about it. We want more listeners. We, we're loving some of the interactions we're getting on Facebook now. We so. do. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Liz Keough and I have my life together. My name's Curtis Lang and by all rights I shouldn't be alive. And I want to find out what it's like to walk one mile in your shoes. Fair enough. Is that what you really want? Then that's on you. I'm just so concerned for you Liz. What are we going to do in this podcast? We're going to be swapping friends, diets, cars, phones, underwears, jobs. Oh man, have you ever seen Freaky Friday? It's pretty much that film. We're going to swap, yeah, these aspects of our lives and Oh, man, I'm really concerned for how it's going to turn out for you, let me tell you. Yes, well, we are going to be every Friday dropping those ones, so put it in your diaries, put them in your calendars, yeah, in your I, notes. I definitely keep a diary and a calendar. That's definitely something I do. I do. I have my life together, Curtis. Well, <laughs> I don't. See you next week.